God, you're so good, and your presence is so sweet. And Father, we just offer ourselves as a sacrifice this morning. Let us be holy and pleasing to you, Father. God, we thank you for what you've done, what you're going to do, Father. And this morning, we remember, Father, we remember the sacrifice of love, the ultimate sacrifice that you made for us, God. And so we just give it back to you this morning, God, saying that we love you for the love that you gave for us, Father. Amen. Good morning. You may be seated. Thank you for joining us in worship. I could actually hear you over the headphones and the music in my ears, so that was good. Thank you. Over the past three weeks, we've been talking about this. We started this series, the, uh, the Gifts from the Holy Spirit. And over the past couple of weeks, I've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, which is really our character. And uh, we, we've really plowed through Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 26. And we've looked at the struggles that we have with our sinful nature, our carnal nature that we're born with. And as we've been talking about, uh, it's not our fault that we were born in sin and conceived in sin. But through Christ, God has made a way that we can be delivered from that. And we've been con contrasting our sinful nature with godly nature. And we've been talking about the fruit from our sinful nature and also the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we've been talking about those kinds of things. And uh, as we come to the Lord... God does something in our life, and we have a new nature, and then we can begin to walk in the things of God, and we can begin to walk in the true life, the abundant life that Christ came to give. So as we grow and mature in the Lord, we take on more of the character of God, uh, such as the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, so this morning, the first slide is our spiritual fruit is a reflection of our character. And again, we've been talking about that for the past few weeks, so if you've missed any of these sermons, I, I would suggest you go back and, and watch those online or listen to those. Our spiritual fruit is a reflection of our character. And uh, God chooses to give us spiritual gifts. God desires to give to us. And a lot of people think they have this, this skewed concept that God is out to get them. God is not out to get you. God is out to give you all that he has. And he wants to bless us. Spiritual gifts and spiritual fruit are different. And uh, just as a reminder, spiritual fruit, fruit can look different than a gift. So uh, we're going to begin to, to talk about the, the gifts from the Holy Spirit now and moving forward in this series. Um, one thing I wanted to reiterate that I talked about, I think, the first week is that our character impacts our gifts. And so we, we may have a gifting to uh, pastor a church, but if we don't have character, if we have a lack of integrity or we have moral issues, that's going to impact our giftings. And so I want us to understand that our character impacts our gifts. My first point this morning is God gives many gifts. And last week I taught on our core scripture, which is found in Ephesians 4, and, uh, and I want to just hit on that again. Uh, these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. Okay, let's go to Ephesians 4.11. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. God's greatest gift, though, and we talked about this last week, I think, uh, is his gift of grace to us dispensed through Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2.8 says, 
God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. And I think that's God's greatest gift to us is Jesus. And so we, we just simply need to receive it. I could say, here, here's a gift. Will you take it? And you have the option at that point in time to receive it or reject it. And so we have the opportunity to not only receive Christ into our lives, but allow him to fill us to overflowing with his love and with his, his presence, with his Holy Spirit, with his gifts, and with the fruit of the Spirit. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. There are a number of gifts that we can receive from the Lord. And we're talking about spiritual gifts, but there are other things. And I'm going to talk more about that later. But this morning, we're going to look at some of these spiritual gifts. And one in particular that is so vital for us is faith. Let's go to Romans 12, verse 6. And uh, it's funny, Romans 12, um, 6 and through 13, I think, talks about the motivational gifts. And silly boy, I thought I was going to get through all of these today. And we're not. We're not even going to get close. So anyway, we're going to be talking um, about uh, Romans 12, 6, and also James 2, 18 through 20. And then we're going to look at verse 26 in James 2 as well. So let's look at Romans 12, 6. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. God desires excellence. And when you look at the instructions that God gave to Moses to build a tabernacle, you see that God was very, very specific. God was wanting something excellent. And uh, when you look at, at the instructions that God gave for the temple, it was very rich and majestic. We serve an excellent God who desires excellence and who gives excellence. And so that's why... At Life Fellowship, we have a culture of excellence because we are representing, we are representing Christ to the world, to everyone that comes into this building, that even people driving by, they see you guys, they see Cliff and the team out there waving and saying, hey, come on in, this is a safe place. So everything that we do, we want to do with excellence because we serve an excellent God and desire to honor him. If you had someone really, really important coming to your home, you would want to honor them. You would clean the house, and you would probably make your uh, wives, you would probably make your favorite meal, right? You wouldn't want to try something new out and say, oops, well, that didn't work too well. But you would want to honor that person. Why would we do any less for the Lord? And so that's part of the culture here is we understand that the things that we're doing is to serve God and represent him and represent him to the world. I love the psalm, Psalm 33.3. It says, sing a new song of praise to him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. So that's why we put emphasis on, on the worship, is that we want to do that with excellence to the best of our ability. No one is perfect. People make mistakes, but we want to give to the Lord the best that we can give to him because he deserves it. Come on. He does. We should use the gifts that God has given us with excellence. My first point this morning was God gives many gifts. And I could camp out here. We could do a whole series on that. And we're, we're going to be talking about some of the different elements and aspects of the gifts that God does give to us. But my second point is we should value and honor God's gifts. And we probably, maybe some of us have even had giftings from the Lord and taken those for granted. We should value the gifts that God gives us because in his great love and desire for us 
and to reach the world gives us gifts. And so we need to use those properly. Let's go back to Romans 12, 6. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Okay, so really my point so far has been if, if you've got a gift, do it. Use it, but use it with excellence. Use it well. He goes on to write, so if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Clearly, prophecy is a gift from God. And we just read in Ephesians 4, what? And these are the what? The gifts Christ gave to the church. What are they? Apostle, prophet. Okay, what does a prophet do? He prophesies. He shares the word of God. And a prophecy does not always have to be, young man in the red shirt, God has called you to ministry. God is going to do amazing things. He's going to heal your mother-in-law. It doesn't necessarily have to be like that. It can be like that. But it can just be sharing the word of God, too. There, there are times when God will prophesy through you just in normal conversation. It doesn't have to be, thou saith the Lord, thy go forth, and, uh, you know, you don't have to talk weird. Just allow God to speak through your life. And so as we avail ourselves to the Lord and we yield ourselves to the Lord, he will sometimes prophesy through us. And it, it doesn't really feel like what we think it should look like. Okay, it's sharing the word of God, the hope of Christ with those whom God brings across our path. I'm going to talk more about prophecy later in this series because, man, there's just so much I want to get to. But, but it's like, I feel like, did any of y'all watch, uh, watch the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby yesterday? Wasn't that awesome? I feel like one of those horses in the gate, man. I, I'm like, let me out of here, man. I want to run. And God's like, just calm down. Just, we're going to just go through this slowly and strategically. So I'm going to talk more about prophecy later in the series, but let's, let's look at the scripture again, Romans 12, 6. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Wait a minute. Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. And this, this phrase comes from the combination of two Greek words, which means uh, dis distribution and logos which is God's word. So it means the distribution of God's word. And, uh, you know, I, I, Logos is such a, a powerful word. If you go back to, to John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, Logos, and the word, Logos, was with God, and the word, Logos, was God. And then in verse 14, it says, And the word, Logos, became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word of God. And so when we look at this, it's the distribution of God's word. So there are people that would say God doesn't give gifts today or doesn't give those gifts today. And I would say, are you sure? Because Paul is, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 9. Now, Paul is writing to the early church of Corinth about 55 years after Christ has been crucified risen on the third day, showed himself to many people, and ascended into heaven. So this is like 55 years after this has happened. And let's see what Paul is writing here to the early church of Corinth. He's giving them instruction. He's helping them to use their gifts and to stay focused on what the Lord has called them to. So in verse 7, he says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. A spiritual gift is given. It doesn't say a spiritual gift was given to the 12 disciples and only they got the gifts. It doesn't say that, does it? It says a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Again, we see the purpose of the gifts 
that God gives to us is to help one another, to be helped, to be filled, and also to help one another, to build each other up and to help the body of Christ today, here, now. Listen, we're not going to need help when we get to heaven. Amen. <laughs> Come on. So we need the help now. So Christ gives us the gifts. The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, we talked about this last week. What? What are those gifts for? So they can have a plaque on their door? No, so they can build up the church, the body of Christ, so that we become mature in the Lord, so that we come into unity of God's Son, Jesus, knowledge, knowledge of God's Son, and unity in the faith. And so those are the, the reasons that God gives us the gifts. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Listen, when we read the scripture, let's read the scripture. What does it say? Not what have we, what has somebody taught us or what does some denomination say? What does the word of God say? It says a spiritual gift is given to each of us. Are you, do you fall in that category? Yep. All right, all right. So God has given a spiritual gift to each of us so we can what? Help each other. Thank you. All right, verse eight. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. There are individuals that are wise, and they give wise advice. There are people that the Lord will give insight to, special knowledge about a situation. Uh, I've experienced God giving giving advice when, when I really need it. You know, there are a lot of times I'll be praying. I'll say, God, I, I need to know what to do in this situation. And God will begin to speak to me, either through his word or through time and prayer, through his Holy Spirit speaking to me. And so I've experienced where God gives wonderful advice. I've had conversation where the Holy Spirit is flowing through me that I, I you know, it's not like I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm just kind of there. You know, it's almost like God is just working through my life. And then sometimes I'll step back and I'll, Wow, God, that was really good. <laughs> you know, I know it's so good. It's got to be coming from the Lord because, you know, I, I can't deliver something that good. And so the Holy Spirit will pour through our lives and touch people and bring hope and health and healing and encouragement. And I've experienced when God has given me insight and understanding into a situation, special knowledge to help bring clarity to a situation. And I remember having a conversation. It was a difficult conversation with a person. And uh, it's like, boom, all of a sudden, God gave me insight into what was really going on there. Because, you know, sometimes there, it's like a smoke screen to figure out what's really going on behind the curtain back there. But the Holy Spirit has come to lead us and guide us in all truth and tell us the things to come. And, and also, sometimes the Lord will give us insight and, and I've had that happen where, boom, all of a sudden, it's like I have this understanding. Now, I, I can see through the smoke screen, and I know what the real problem is. Amen. So it's amazing. And the other thing that, that God does is he gives us faith. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 12, 8. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. Verse 9, the same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. God gives a number of really cool gifts. I mean, I think those are really cool. What if God gave you the gift of healing? I mean, how awesome would that be? Um, so let's look at verse 9 again. The same spirit gives great faith. 
Does God give us faith? I would appear so. And uh, now I know that there's another element of faith where we trust God. We say, I have faith in God. I trust God. Now, let me share a story that I've shared with, with you guys uh, on a number of occasions. A, a number of years ago, I, was, I had a 1978 Chevy pickup truck, three speed on the column. And, uh, you know, man, it was, it looked like it had been a hell and back. And uh, it was rusted out on the hood and the fenders, and you could raise up the floor mat, and you could see the ground underneath. And I was leaving church one day, and I said, God, I sure would like a new truck. I mean, I I really would like a new truck. I'm thankful for this old truck, and and it belongs on a deer lease somewhere probably. It would would be perfect for that, but I'm ready for a new truck. And as I was praying that prayer, something happened in me. It's like the Lord dropped something into me, and I knew that I was going to get a new truck. I didn't know how I was going to get $23,000 for a brand new truck. I didn't have that kind of cash. But something happened in me where I knew it was going to happen. And I think this is a great example of God giving us faith because it's not something that I sat there and I tried to work up or, or you know, do anything like that. I just knew it was going to happen. And it was within a couple of weeks someone came to me and said, the Lord has laid it on my heart to buy you a brand new truck. I drove to San Antonio. I found this truck. They had just backed it off the off the 18-wheeler. It still had the plastic on the seats. I didn't want anybody even getting in that thing. I wanted to drive it over there to, to get it cleaned up, you know? And it was a beautiful truck, and I still love that truck to this day. It had 200,000 miles on it, and we sold it, but I still think about that truck. But I love that truck. But God gave me the faith for that. I know it came from him. And I simply knew it was going to happen. And so God will give us faith. God deposits his character into us as we yield to him. Faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So God is faithful, and so he gives us faith. It's a wonderful thing. God has such great gifts for us. When I pray for someone, I fully expect them to be healed. In fact, it gets my attention more if they're not healed because that's how I pray for people when I pray for someone I pray believing and expecting that they're going to be healed and we've seen evidence of that happen where people have had had maladies and things healed in their lives and so when I pray for someone and it doesn't happen then I'm like okay God I don't understand this I'm not going to quit praying but I know you can heal and I know I have the faith and I've seen you do it so I'm going to keep praying. And so that's the approach that we need to, to take. Listen, when you pray, pray in faith or just don't pray. What's the point? Okay. If you don't believe it's going to happen, why even waste the breath? All right. So, all right. Man, I'm getting fired up today. I love this. Listen, faith, faith is important. It's critical. So I want us to grow in our faith. And I was hoping Chris was here today. I was going to have him come up. And you know Chris, and he's, he's built kind of like me. And uh, uh, so I was going to have Chris come up and kind of flex his muscles a little bit. I would do mine, but I have to take my jacket off and all that. You know. So uh, anyway, I was going to have Chris come up. And listen, faith is a muscle that we build. As we step out in faith and we grow in that and as we begin to trust God and we see God do amazing things, then it builds our faith and our life. Well, well, wait a minute. If I can trust God, for a, if he gives me faith for a, a new truck, then 
I can trust him and I have the faith that Life Fellowship is going to grow and impact hundreds of thousands of lives. Come on. Listen, God can do those kinds of things, but he's looking for people that will step out in faith and say, send me, God. I'll do it. I'll go where you want. I'll do what you want because I know that you're fully able and I know that you give gifts to every person, to each person. And so I want to walk in those gifts. So my first point is God gives many gifts. Let's not put God in a box. Man, God will give you the giftings that you need at the time that you need it. I know that there have been people that say, well, I'm a prophet. I only prophesy. Or I'm a, an evangelist. I only evangelize. Listen, God will give you the gifts that you need when you need it. That, at least that's what I've experienced in my life. When there needs to be a, word, a prophetic word to come forth, uh, God will speak that through me sometimes. When somebody needs healing, I pray for people through the power of the Holy Spirit, they've been healed. You know, listen, let's just avail ourselves to God and say, God, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. So God gives many gifts. So let's receive those gifts. Why would we reject anything? I don't want that thing. Come on, man. This is a good gift. Take it. It comes from God. It's of great value. <laughs> yeah, he will give it to someone else, possibly. God gives many gifts. We should value and honor the gifts that God gives. My third point this morning is faith changes lives. It changes our life. And it can change the lives of the people around us. Let's go to James 2, verse 18 through 20. Now someone may argue, some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? It continues, I will show you my faith by my good deeds. I will show you my faith by my good deeds. We have been given dominion. We are called ambassadors of Christ. What's an ambassador? An ambassador is a person that goes to another country that represents the country that was sending him. We are sent, we're representatives of God's kingdom in the earth today. And so God will use us to draw people into God's kingdom. Come on, we're called ambassadors. So we have authority, we have power, we have rights, we have dominion to walk into this earth and say, listen, I'm a representative, I'm an ambassador for God. And so I want to pray that you get healed. I want, I want to introduce you to the king of my kingdom who will save you, who will bring health and healing and wholeness into your life, who will restore your marriage who will help you with those knucklehead children, whatever that looks like, help you with that knucklehead spouse to help you, you know, whatever we need. And so we are representatives of God's kingdom. And uh, the primary role in that is, is that we grow in that relationship, but also that we share the hope of Christ with others, leading them into a relationship. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Is leading people into a relationship with God, is that a good deed? I'd say that's a good deed. Is sharing the hope of Christ with the hopeless, is that a good deed? I would say that's a good deed. God works through our lives to share his love, hope, healing, encouragement, salvation, prophecy through Christ. That's what God desires, to find a people that will be willing to allow him to pour through their lives. What a great honor. What, what a great privilege. With that comes responsibility, too. People are looking at us. People are watching us. Uh, I'll probably talk a little bit more about this next week, but uh, 
All of us have influence. You have good influence or bad influence. I think about somebody like Kirk Whalum who will be here next, next week. This guy plays before tens of thousands of people. There's, there's probably no telling how many, I would guess, millions of people he's performed in front of. He has great influence with people all over the world. And the thing I love about that is that he is not just playing music, but he's sharing the hope and the love of Christ. I believe that we're going to just experience the presence of God here next week because the power of God is just going to flow as we just enter in. And as he begins to worship God, it's just going to flow into us. And so we have that opportunity every day to receive from the Lord and walk in those gifts. And it could be a spiritual gift. It could be a gift of, of playing an instrument. It could be the gift of Jesus Christ given to us. Whatever those gifts look like, we need to be open to receive everything that he has for us. James 2, 18 again. Now, someone may argue some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Verse 19, you say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Whoopee-doo. <laughs> Even the demons believe this. And they tremble in fear. Amen. I was thinking about a scripture in uh, talking about faith. I have a great faith chapter here in Hebrews chapter 11. And I wanted to read this scripture. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Say impossible. impossible. Now say possible. possible. All right. It, let's, with faith, it is possible. Let me read six again. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So we need to believe that God exists. That's kind of duh, right? But also, we need to understand that he's a rewarder of those who diligently or sincerely seek him. And this is not about a bunch of religion and stuff like that. It's about a relationship. God wants to bless us. James 2.19, you say you have faith, for you believe that there's one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. Verse 20, how foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Why would God give us faith to, to put it in a box and just hold it there, hide it there? God has given us faith to use and also so that we build that faith muscle up so that we can do the good things that he's called us to do. Listen, if someone was dead, do you think it would take faith to go pray for them that God would raise them from the dead? Amen. Do you know that that's happening? That that's happened before? I mean, not with just Jesus, but what if God wanted to do something like that through your life? Would you have the faith to do that? So God wants to build our faith like a muscle. And so as we begin to trust God and have faith in God for these small things, then we have faith for greater things. We're seeing the city of Kima come to salvation. Seeing everyone in Kima saved, everyone in Seabrook, everyone in League City. Just seeing the world changed through our lives. That's what God wants to do. James 2, 26 says, just as a body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Mm -hmm. So let's do some good works. And again, I'm not talking about, you know, religion and jumping through hoops. 
Uh, and I'm not just talking about helping an old lady across the street or paying it forward at the grocery store. I'm talking about things that, that are even greater than that, that God wants to do through our lives. Uh, you know, God wants to do some amazing things. Just as the body is dead without breath, also, so also faith is dead without good works. So my first point this morning is God gives many gifts. Let's be looking for the gifts that God has for us. Let's be asking for the gifts. Say, God, I want what you want me to have. And, and, I'll, and I'm going to get more into this later, but there's some specific things that God says you, you should ask for these things. So we need to be asking for those things. My second point is we should value and honor God's gifts. My third point is faith changes lives. God's gifts are given to us to bless us and to be a blessing to others. I want to go to one other passage of Scripture. Paul's writing uh, still to the church of Corinth in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. I'm going to read this in the NLT first. And God will generously provide all you need. Then... Okay, who's providing all we need? God. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. That sounds like a giving generous God to me. He's like, hey, listen, come on, I'm going to give you this so that you'll have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others so we don't have to hoard it. I want to read this in the, the New King James Version. And uh, it says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. I remember at, at our home church in Corpus Christi, Pastor Don would have us recite the scripture. And we would often insert our own name in there or ourselves in there. And God is able to make all grace abound toward me, that I always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Can we get that? Can we understand that all of this comes from God? Our faith, our hope, everything comes from him. And so when we can begin to understand that God wants to do something amazing in our life and we don't have to struggle we just simply have to receive and allow him to fill us up just take the lid off and let him fill you up and god is able he's perfectly able he has the resources he has the desires he has the capacity and god is able to make all all grace abound toward you do you ever need some grace do you ever mess up am i the only one that needs some grace here today come on man and he is able to make all grace abound toward you and me. Always, not just some of the time, always having all sufficiency in all things. Come on, guys. This is complete. All sufficiency in all things. And have an abundance for every good work. That's what God wants to do through your life. Amen. Thank you, God. God gives us good gifts to enhance our relationship with him. To build up the church and lead others into a relationship with him. James 2.26. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. And so we need to begin to or continue to step out in faith, believe God, 
God has given me, us as a church, huge dreams. He's given us a huge calling. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm just crazy enough to believe him. I believe he can. I know he can do it. I'm saying, God, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's drive this thing forward. Whatever it takes, whatever you need to do, I'm yielded. And I know that Life Fellowship is a church of people that are yielded to you. And when he finds a church like that, I think we're going to be amazed at what we see him do. It's amazing that the doors the Lord is already opening up for us. I mean, I, I don't think, sometimes I, I don't think we realize how much favor you have, we have with God. <laughs> and, and the awesome things that God is doing through this church. And he's laying a foundation to do some amazing things. So this is a purpose that God gives us faith, to build us up and uh, to help us and also be able to help others. Do you believe God? Do you really believe God? Do you believe his word? If you believe it, where's my, where's my little bracelet here? And let's live it, okay? Let's be people of faith that live it. And when we get, when, when the Lord gives us direction and, and insight and, and calls us to do something, let's do it. Let me ask you another question. Do you have a relationship with God? I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're here this morning, maybe you don't have a relationship with him. Maybe you had one at one point in time, but you've walked away. And God is speaking to you this morning. He's beckoning you. And you know by the power of the Holy Spirit, you know that he's speaking to your heart right now. Would you slip, slip up your hand? I want to pray with you. God loves you. Thank you. Anybody else? If that's you this morning, I want to thank you for your honesty. And I want you to just pray this prayer. You can pray it silent, silently. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning. I give my life to you. This is a new day. And I thank you for this fresh start in my life. I thank you for the forgiveness for all of my sins. All of those things are gone. And I'm a new person today. And so, Father, I, I pray that you would help me in this new walk, in my, my newness of life, that I would fulfill all the things that you've called me to walk in, that I would receive all of the gifts that you have for me today, in Jesus' name. And the Bible says that if we've done that, we're a new creation. I want to pray uh, another prayer for you too, too guys. Uh, Lord God, I pray that you would Fill them with the power and the fire of your Holy Spirit. That they would walk in the fullness of life. That they would hear your small, still voice speaking to their hearts. And that they would be sensitive. That their uh, sensitivity to your Holy Spirit would increase. And you would begin to pour into them, Lord God. And that you would show them the gifts that you have for them. And that they would begin to walk in those things in fullness of life. Father, we ask all these things and we pray all these things with expectation in Jesus' name. Ariana's going to lead us in a song of worship. And let's take some time and say, God, is there anything else you want to say to me? Let's not rush out of this place this morning. 
Say, God, is there anything else you want to say to me? If you want prayer while she's leading us in worship, I'll be here to pray with you. Let's just take some time and worship. It is well. It is well with our soul. God, Jesus came to, to fix our broken lives, to heal our soul, which is our mind, our will, our passions, our thought processes, all of those, our emotions. Jesus came to fix those things and heal those things in our lives. So as we go out from this place this morning, let's be singing that song. It is well, because with Jesus, it's all well. It's all well. Thank you for joining us this morning. See you Wednesday at Bible study. See you next Sunday. God bless you. Love you guys. Go out in. Yeah, all right.